Hey, this is Steve Durr. Thanks for joining us today for this Luke devotional. We're going to read Luke chapter 7, 18 through 35. It says this, The disciples of John the Baptist told John about everything Jesus was doing. So John called for two of his disciples, and he sent them to the Lord to ask him, Are you the Messiah we've been expecting, or should we keep looking for someone else? John's two disciples found Jesus and said to him, John the Baptist sent us to ask, Are you the Messiah we've been expecting, or should we keep looking for someone else? At that very time, Jesus cured many people of their diseases, illnesses, and evil spirits, and he restored sight to many who were blind. Then he told John's disciples, Go back to John and tell him what you've seen and heard. The blind see, the lame walk, the lepers are cured, the deaf hear, and the dead are raised to life. And the good news is being preached to the poor. And tell him, God blesses those who do not turn away because of me. After John's disciples left, Jesus began talking about him to the crowds. What kind of man did you go into the wilderness to see? Was he a weak reed, swayed by every breath and of wind? Or, or were you expecting to see a man dressed in expensive clothes? No, people who wear beautiful clothes and live in luxury are found in palaces. Were you looking for a prophet? Yes. And he is more than a prophet. John is the man to whom the scriptures refer when they say, Look, I am sending my messenger ahead of you, and he will prepare your way before you. I tell you, of all who have ever lived, none is greater than John. Yet even the least person in the kingdom of God is greater than he is. When they heard this, all the people, even the tax collectors, agreed that God's way was right, for they had been baptized by John. But the Pharisees and the experts in religious law rejected God's plan for them, for they had refused John's baptism. To what can I compare the people of this generation? Jesus asked. How can I describe them? They're like children playing a game in the public square. They complained to their friends. We played wedding songs and you didn't dance. And we played funeral songs and you didn't weep. For John the Baptist didn't spend his time eating bread or drinking wine. And you say, he's possessed by a demon. And the son of man on the other hand, feasts and drinks, and you say he's a glutton and a drunkard and a friend of tax collectors and other sinners. But wisdom is shown to be right by the lives of those who follow it. This is a real interesting um, interaction between Jesus and John the Baptist. If you remember, John the Baptist is a relative of Jesus. He is the great prophet who came baptizing people, getting them ready for the Messiah, the Savior, the Rescuer to come to get to prepare the way for Jesus. Uh, John baptizes Jesus. He recognizes Jesus as the Messiah. He proclaims that to people, says, Behold, the, 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 the Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the earth. John the Baptist seemed to be really crystal clear about who Jesus is. And so it's kind of odd then, all of a sudden, John, who, who's now in prison, He's in prison, and John is wondering, 
What's going on with Jesus? He's in prison. He's waiting. And Jesus is not doing what he's expecting Jesus should be doing. Jesus is not doing what John expected, what John wanted, what John thought he would be doing. You see, the widely kind of, the, the wide view, the widely held view at that time was that the Messiah, the Savior, the Rescuer would show up and bring about political liberation, would go to war, would lead the people powerfully to shake off the, uh, the chains of their oppressors, to knock Rome back, to get rid of that puppet king Herod who had John in prison. And so John is waiting in prison for Jesus to start you know, kicking butt and taking names. And Jesus is not doing that. And so John sends some of his followers, his disciples, his apprentices, and says, are you the one we've been expecting, or should we keep looking? In other words, would you start doing what you're supposed to be doing, Jesus? <laughs> and Jesus responds. How does he respond? Well, first of all, he shows that he's the Messiah by living out all the prophecies of being the Messiah that, that are, speak of him in, in Isaiah. Uh, John's disciples show up, and right at that time, what is Jesus doing? He's curing people. He's healing people. He's setting people free of demons. He's restoring sight to the blind. And when John's disciples say to him, listen, are you the one we've been expecting? Jesus says, listen, let me tell John all the things you've seen. Good news is being proclaimed to the poor. People are being healed. The dead are being raised. In other words, the Messiah, the Savior, the Rescuer, the Redeemer has shown up and doing what he is supposed to be doing. But Jesus does not, does not say what John wants to hear. And that's, and oh, by the way, John, you're going to get out of jail. I'm going to take out Herod. I'm going to take out Rome. And so what does Jesus say to him? Jesus relays the message to John. God blesses those who do not turn away because of me. In other words, John, you're not going to like this message. It's not what you've expected. It's not what you've thought would happen. It's not what you even wanted. But this is the time of the Lord's favor. This is the time of God's grace. This is the time of God's healing and setting and redeeming and restoring the world. This is not the time for final judgment. That's going to come later. Right now, it's time of Lord's favor. And that's going to offend you, John. And so blessed is the one who does not turn away because of me. It's amazing that John, who Jesus says is the greatest prophet, <laughs> that John had certain expectations on Jesus that were not met. He had expectations and desires of who Jesus was supposed to be for him and for the world. I mean, they, they came out of, you know, I'm sure good intentions, but he wanted to see Jesus do certain things. And Jesus wasn't going to do it. You know, I think we all can have expectations on Jesus. Who he's supposed to be, what he's supposed to be like, what we think he's supposed to do. And so who do you think Jesus is? 
what expectations do you have on him? I mean, we can judge Jesus by our expectations. You know, he's too merciful. He, you know, he needs to be more condemning. You know, he's too intellectual. He's too plain. He's too strict. He's too what? He's too challenging. He's too costly to follow. And we have expectations. Jesus is supposed to do this. If if I live this way, Jesus, I'm expecting you. We're in a deal here, right? I'm expecting you to help me get that job. I'm expecting you to help me in that relationship. I'm expecting you to make sure I'm healthy. I'm, I'm expecting you to do this, 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 because I'm trying to follow you. And we make these little bargains and deals with God. This passage just really challenged me to say, what expectations do I put on Jesus and Jesus may not meet. Because here's the thing. Jesus is alive. And following Jesus means, at times, finding out that the expectations and desires and deals you've made with him are not reality and not what he wants for us. And blessed are those who do not turn away because of him. We walk in Jesus' footsteps. He does not walk in ours. And so today, what expectations have you put on Jesus? Maybe God will reveal that to you and reveal who he is. And today, how might you be able to, again, maybe be reminded or remember that you are following the living King who's alive, who's moving, who's doing stuff. And so what is God saying to you and what will you do about it? Let's pray. God, today, we recognize that we come at you with expectations and anticipations and deals we make. We get disappointed. We get filled with doubt. We get frustrated. We get angry. And we make promises. And God, would you help us today to see you more clearly? Wherever we have an expectation or desire that you're supposed to act a particular way, would you show that to us today? And help us not to be in a relationship with your, an expectation of who we think you should be. But help us to be in a relationship with you where we follow in your footsteps and we find ourselves at times surprised and in awe and wonder at who you really are. And so speak to us and change us. In Jesus' name, amen. Have a great day.